This episode of Ragcast Outdoors is brought to you by PK Lures, Bow Spider, and High Mountain Seasonings. Fish on! Hey, Radcast is on! Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. Here are David Merrill and Patrick Edwards. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Radcast Outdoors. I am your only host today. This is Patrick Edwards. Um, David is off chasing bull elk, and so he wishes he could be here because this is going to be a really fun podcast, but he literally has bull elk calling him right now. So <laughs> he's up calling back and trying to get that big bull in, uh, promoting Bow Spider, of course, as always. And uh, we'll start off with that. Just thanks again to Bow Spider for sponsoring this podcast. If you don't know about the bow spider, you need to go check out bowspider.com. If you've ever hunted uh, in a tree stand or done any of the western spot and stock hunting and carried your bow around and tried to figure out how to lug it around, you know that the bow spider is the answer. So again, go to bowspider.com and you can check that out. And so today, very excited. I have some special guests in the studio and one special guest on the phone. Um, and we're going to go around and do some introductions. So, Jim, go ahead. Uh, good morning, Patrick. Thank good you morning. for having us. I'm uh, the blessed father of uh, Miss Katie Carey. She's my youngest daughter. She has been the light of my life, and uh, I always say that she's my favorite, so hopefully my other daughters aren't listening. <laughs> You're um, going to be in trouble. I, I, I am. I know that. And, uh, we're just a uh, local you know, lander natives uh, here in Wyoming, and uh, we've had an opportunity to partake in something that's uh, it's kind of unheard of, and it's uh, something that's so special to us and our family that, uh, you know, this uh, circumstance, a situation that came in front of us uh, in a form of a bass tournament. Um, yep. And that's what we're here for today, and uh, Katie is, uh, you know, she's just, she's something really special. And this uh, tournament um, has brought to light so many things in our life uh, for our family and our friends and things like this, opportunities like this. It's just, it's been amazing. So absolutely. Just, I just, uh, I'm her dad. That's it. Yeah. Well, Hey, I know how it is to be a proud dad. So, um, Katie, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. My name is Katie Carey. Um, like dad said, we were born and raised in Lander, um, constantly outside growing up, hunting, fishing, hiking, camping, anything you can think of. I currently attend CWC nursing school. I'm a first year nursing student. And just for all of you who don't know, I, I work at CWC and getting into CWC's nursing program is a feat in and of itself because it's one of the best programs in the entire country. So good job on that as well. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I also have a special guest on the phone who I've been following for pretty much 20 years, I would guess roughly um one, a guy i'm a big fan of so bill why don't you introduce yourself I, I'm, well i'm first of all i'm jealous because i'm not sitting there in the studio with all of you guys I'm, I'm down here in california so don't hold that against me well you do know that you're welcome to come to wyoming anytime you want amen you know i might have to take that up hey guys uh you know bill Simontel. i've been in the fishing industry for a long time like patrick said and been a fireman my whole life started uh, when i was 13 and uh i'm in i'm finishing my career with 33 years on um, in february and uh had a crazy idea to try to do something a little different and uh bring the joy of all the bass fishing stuff that i've done for 
for my entire career uh, out to the youth and uh, put a little tournament together. And this is the year three that is going on. And I've been very fortunate the uh, first year that I put it on and uh, put it out into the industry that a lot of kids jumped on it. And Katie actually won the first year in Wyoming in 2019 and I met her and her dad there and it's just a great family and uh crazy enough that I've been kind of still doing this and uh Katie did it again <laughs> she came back <laughs> in 2021 and put the smackdown on it and she's going to be one of four young ladies across the U.S. um the fish basically it was a online fishing tournament and the anglers that caught the largest five fish limit in their state as a shot to come back to Missouri this year for the world championship for a chance of up to $90,000 just for first place. So that's, yeah. that's, it, that's it, Bill. And just to expound on this a little bit for our listeners, uh, Bill is also a member of the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, and I call him the king of big bass. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just my little antidote in there, but... Um, it's my wife has another antidote, but I'll like, I like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) No, it's great to have you. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to kind of start this podcast. I mean, you're, you're doing a great tournament opportunity, but I want to get to know you. And I know the listeners, that's one of their favorite things is that we talk to the guests, we get to know them. So, you know, you've talked about where you're from, but how did you get started fishing? So my dad always wanted a uh, son, and he ended up with three daughters, like he said. And he always jokes that he lives in the estrogen ocean, but don't let him fool you. <laughs> my sister can out hunt him, and I can outfish him, and we can both out shoot him. So we were just raised um, like that, always outdoors, like I said. Um, and that just led into, I mean, the fishing. I kind of took more personal interest in the fishing and my sister more in the hunting. I mean, we both cross over a little bit, but yeah. So that's how that kind of started. Can you remember the first fish that you caught? I have pictures of the first fish. I don't remember it. I just, um, it's been fishing ever since. Yeah. Okay. What'd you catch? (laughs) Just out of curiosity. It was a rainbow trout, trout, rainbow trout. Yeah. I don't remember my first bass either, but I remember the place that it was at. It's a private local pond that my friends used to have. Um, It's not around anymore, but... My sister and I used to go after church. We'd be in our Sunday dresses and we would go like fishing in our Sunday best with dad after church. And that's where I caught my first bass. That's awesome. I, so I got to tell you my first bass story because I grew up in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which is like the worst place to grow up as a fisherman. Let me tell you, it is like a dead zone. I was telling Al Linder when we had him on, I was like, I had the worst childhood because of where, you know, I was a fisherman who was somewhere where there just wasn't much for fishing. But anyway, we would come up here to visit my grandparents and, you know, Bass Lake down over here by Boyson or Lake Kamiya, however you want to say it. Um, I remember my dad goes, we're going to go bass fishing. I'm going to take you. And we took the old farm truck. We pulled up next to the lake and I, I, I guarantee you before that truck stopped, I was out the door <laughs> running to the tailgate to grab my stuff. I went out there first, first cast caught a 12 inch bass and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I understand the joy of bass fishing because yep. I, I had always heard about bass, but all we had was trout really to fish for. So it's a, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, um, I think I know the answer to this question, but who was your fishing mentor, Katie? That would be my dad. He 
loves to fish. Like I said, always take it, took us fishing when we were little. He learned everything he knows from his dad, and he likes to fish uh, for trout. He's a trout fisherman, and then my dad will rip the lips off of anything that swims. He doesn't discriminate. He loves any type of fish, and then I specifically love bass fishing. It's my favorite. So, so why is it your favorite? Well, I honestly, I cannot tell you that. Like, I don't, I don't have a specific reason. And like, I thought about this, like for the last couple of days, I don't have a reason. I think it just comes back to like early memories of fishing. And like, I think it's the bass fishing that stuck in my mind. We have like a local place around here that, uh, it's my personally, my favorite place to go bass fishing at. My grandpa says to never tell your fishing secrets. So I won't name the place, but, <laughs> um, yeah, as long as I can remember, we've been going there. I've taken my friends there, my boyfriend there, my family always goes there. Honestly, it's one of my favorite places. So maybe it's like, I fell in love with the place and then, and then the fishing like right along the side it. And I don't know, it's always been my favorite. Yeah. Well, there was a movie that came out when I was in high school, and I've taught my kids this quote from the movie. It's a movie I don't want them to really watch, but I'll tell you what, what it is. And so I don't know if you ever watched the movie Fight Club, but one of the famous lines from that is, the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Well, I apply that to the fishing world, too. It's like, first rule of fishing is you don't tell everybody where you're fishing and all your fishing spots. And so anytime someone asks my kids, like, hey, where'd you catch those walleye? Because that's what I primarily fish for. <laughs> my kids will say, the first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. So I get it. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. We might have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is something to keep in mind. But, um, you know, I... I think about when I was a kid, you know, growing up, it's always good having someone in your life that is your mentor and, and kind of guides you along and, and gets you started. And it sounds like your dad was that person. Um, are there any other people that, you know, maybe you watch videos of fishing? Maybe it's Bill. I don't know. Maybe it's Outlander. I, I don't know if you have somebody like that that you really watch and you try to learn from. Uh, that's at like the pinnacle of the sport. Not specifically, no. I remember... Well, we still do it, but I remember growing up, we used to watch uh, Major League Fishing, and my parents and I would guess, like, the fish's weight before it was weighed in, and we'd see who could get closest. And I remember, like, watching, like, Mike Iaconelli and Brandon Polinick and Jordan Lee and people like that, and it was actually really cool why we were up in Idaho uh, for the competition in 2019. Bill actually brought in Brandon Polinick and I got to talk to him and he signed my jersey and it was so cool. So it was really cool to see him like on TV and then actually be able to meet him. And then like you said, uh, Bill, definitely for sure. Um, now that I'm in this competition, he's just been so amazing. He's just so good at supporting the youth and like also girls like he was talking about getting girls into fishing and I think that's amazing because we don't have a lot around of that around here and yeah so yeah so Bill I'm gonna talk to you a little bit and just kind of pick your brain because I I'm a dad and I've got three daughters and a son and I take all my kids fishing and I was telling Jim that if I had had an opportunity like this as a kid I would have been all over it so tell me how did this get started why why do you you know have this tournament what was the thinking behind it just kind of give us the backstory of this tournament. Okay, but I got to say a couple. So I'm a dad of two daughters, so we're all in the pretty much the same boat. 
<laughs> and Jim, every time you say, you don't say my favorite daughter, you say my favorite youngest daughter. That way the two old. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. I, I, I was biting my tongue on that, but I've, I've been disciplined in that arena. <laughs> Shared some wisdom. I appreciate that. Um, this goes way back. So like, like everybody else, you know, you, you get into fishing and, uh, there's something there's something that triggers that you fall in love, especially with bass fishing, and that happened to me too at a young age. And um, I was one of the crazy guys out in California that uh, when Dad and I were out on the boat and he was trolling for trout, I'd put a lead line you know rod together and I was trolling homemade wood plugs from in '85 catching big fish. And then uh, back in about '96, there was a tournament from bass, and you know, it was called the Big Bass World Championship, and uh, it was the same concept. You fish for seven months. The angler that catches the largest fish in the state gets to go back to a championship. And I won it for 96, 2000, and 2001. And I remember in 2001, I was fishing Table Rock. And uh, I was a young adult and stuff and uh, just married and took second place and had a shot at winning it big. And uh, it, it just lit a fire under me. And I remember looking at a couple of my friends and just said, the cool thing is if I was younger, I would do this. And if I ever have a shot, I'm going to do this for the youth. So I said that all the way back in 2001. And then fast forward, man, I mean, just to 2000, into 2018, good friend of mine, like I said, I, I talked to Al Linder and a bunch of my buddies and stuff. And I said, yeah, hey, this crazy idea. And they're like, wow, that would be pretty awesome is to actually open up the same type of concept for the youth. And uh, when I started doing the research, I found out that there's, in high school alone in 2018, there was about 60,000 club anglers in high school that got to fish tournaments. But those 60,000 were fortunate enough to have parents that had the funding to own a big bass boat. So they got to play. And I uh, found out there was about uh, 4.3 million kids in that same age bracket that would never have an opportunity to fish on a national level, more or less a local level because they, they didn't have a big boat and they were turned away. So what I wanted to do is just try to put something together for 25 bucks where the kids could go out there and have their, their own tournament against their state. You know, they compete against kids in their own state and um, they swing for the fences for uh, seven months. And the first two years I had it where it was the biggest fish. Um, this last year, you know, in, in, in anything, you know, there's always improvement. So I'm always trying to improve myself as a person and, uh, and it goes no different as anything you're doing in, in life and in fishing and in tournaments and, and running a tournament. So we went to a five fish limit to give more opportunities and excitement for kids. And this last year, uh, we put it together again for 25 bucks. You get to fish for seven months. And uh, we put an app together where the kids could just go right online and do a length and girth measurement, send in their fish. And uh, like Katie... She, uh, she dropped the hammer and uh, had the five largest fish in Wyoming. And like you guys said, there's not a lot of bass fishing in Wyoming, but there's a lot of fishing. There's a lot of youth. And what Katie's doing is she's opening up the door for this type of a, a contest or just getting parents more involved with their kids to go out and fish. And uh, there's, there's a lot more bass fish in Wyoming if you look for it. But the biggest thing, what I wanted to do, and I think Jim's seen this and, and meeting me and everything at the last couple shows, and same with Katie and everybody else, is this is more of a family thing for me, is bringing the families together to compete, to have fun anytime they're on the water. 
and then give these the youth something at a world championship that is mind blowing. That is no different than that you see the pros doing on the weekend watching like a, a Bass Masters or FLW. So we got a title sponsor with Bass Cat, and for the last three years, first place has gotten a thirty five thousand dollar Bass Cat. That's what Katie's going to go for in Missouri. <laughs> We have um, $30,000 scholarship to Bethel University to go to uh, the first place, and we have that in prizes as well. I have a $25,000 mystery weight option, and the angler that wins this year has a shot to go down with Joe Thomas from uh, Real Steel in the Outdoors to go fish Billy Chapman's uh, El Lake El Salto, and uh, that's just for first, and crazy enough, I've been able to pull it off uh, the team and stuff this year to have another you know, over 300,000. So in the last three years, I've been able to pretty much give back almost a million bucks to the uh, families and the kids uh, for this type of tournament. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Wow. <laughs> that, just all that just kind of blows me away and kind of puts me in a little bit of shock. Cause I mean, that's, that's incredible to see what you guys have been able to do. And, and I mean, you, you're working with a lot of great people and, and that's, I, I think that's what we need more of. And in fact, that's why David and I started this podcast is that we want to see our kids and um, more women and people get into the outdoors doing fishing, hunting, all these different activities, because if we don't promote those things, they go away. And um, so I want to thank you for doing that. And I mean, this is a, a heck of an opportunity, Katie. I bet you're kind of on pins and needles just because it's like, man, this is a huge deal. So tell me kind of how it felt to know that you're going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around because I never thought that I would ever have this opportunity. And thanks to Bill, I do. I just, I have a story back in uh, 2019. I, dad, we entered the competition because dad found out about it. And he was like, if you want to do this, cool. If you don't, you don't have to. And so I was like, oh, enter and we'll see what goes. And then, it, then I was like, oh, you won. And I was like, oh goodness. And I wasn't going to go. I was terrified. I was like, I could never compete at a national level. Like, couldn't couldn't happen and so I was I was gonna tell dad that I didn't want to go and then Bill had called me on the phone and told me about the competition and just gave me some more information and honestly he made me feel like I could do it like this some some random kid from Wyoming could go to this competition and he made me believe that I actually like genuinely had a chance and yeah so it was really special and then um this is the last year I can fish it because I'm 19 and uh so it's just amazing that I get to go back for the last time. And yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. And so your five fish that you turned in was what, around 14 pounds, something like that? Yeah, it was a bag about 14, yeah. Uh, and to put this in perspective, again, this is Wyoming. Our Rocky Mountain bass grow pretty darn slow. Um, I caught one that was six pounds, 10 ounces, and it was very, very old fish. Um, and so I know it's like painstaking to get a fish to grow <laughs> here in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, and so I'm sure that that was quite challenging. I mean, how many hours do you think you put in going after those? And I don't even know. What would you say? It was hundreds. It was a lot. Man. Yeah. For sure. Well, we it's had, a good thing you were in Fremont County because at least we have bass here in this we county. Do have, we yeah. do have a few. We had we had some boat issues already from the very beginning of the year. We lost mm -hmm. our big motor. We lost an electric, you know, so she was challenged with those kinds of things. And uh, sure. she was a trooper. And, you know, after fishing, uh, her fishing in Idaho, and Bill can really talk about that too, about how cold that was, that, you know, she's just, she's a trooper. When she puts her mind mm -hmm. to it, she does it. So it, it is, and I, I got to say this, it is pretty impressive. When you look at all the youth in, in, like I said, when we went to Idaho, 
the the snow bowl of 2019 um <laughs> it, 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 it snowed on us and everything else and i remember going around with the film crew and you know bass cat was on the water bass masters who's one of the uh, presenting sponsors and they got to walk across the bass master stage but we came up underneath the bridge and there's katie sitting there and i think he there you were at the drakes and she's out there and it's literally raining and snowing and she's just firing away catching fish and uh it's just amazing on the opportunity. And, and the biggest thing we're looking for, and, and this is what I'm always trying to do, is in life, nothing comes free. And the people that work the hardest and, and put the passion and desire to, to excel at something. And you can see that right off the bat. I mean, there's a click when you see Katie already working at a career job, becoming a nurse in, in nowadays time is inspirational. But then you fall back and go, that's why she's done so well fishing. She put the time in. She, she has the drive and desire. And uh, that's when you look, you know, when you're looking for sponsors and stuff, that's the thing that the sponsors are looking for is somebody always wants to put their name behind somebody that has value and are good people and have good ethics. And that's what Katie brings to this, this tournament. As with all these kids, it's amazing when you see the youth across the U.S. that the amount of passion they have in the outdoors. And I grew up like you guys, I've, I grew up hunting and fishing and I shot trap and skeet for the fire department. Olympics, and I did 3d archery shooting. And, you know, I've, I've been through the whole gamut and, um, you always see the cream rise to the top with certain individuals. And there's so much potential in the youth nowadays that I don't think a lot of people are giving them credit for. So when you see people like Katie, working so hard at night. And I was waiting when you were saying like, how many YouTube channels do you watch fishing and stuff? I was waiting for saying, I'm really, I'm doing that, but I'm really studying hard to become a nurse. So my head's in the books really right now because it's, you know, but on my off time, you know, we're, we're going out fishing. And when you look at that, that's the stuff that should inspire fishing, the outdoors, the love and the passion of it. And then the family thing, when you look at what Jim's doing with his daughters and stuff, this, this resonates across the U.S., you know, across the world. And I was asked one time, they're like, Bill, what do you think you're going to change the world? And I always laugh because I said, I can't change the world by helping one person, but I might change the world for that one person. Amen. And that's the thing. I think so many people get caught up is they don't think they could have that big of an impact that it helps everybody. So no one ever takes a shot. My shot is... If you just reach out and help one person, it could change somebody's life. Just like what Katie's doing being a nurse through her career and just what her dad has done through his career and what I've done and what you've done is sometimes the, the simplest things could change lives. And that's ins- inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you talk about the family aspect of all this. I think that's one of the things that we desperately need in our culture right now is we get so wrapped up in other things that really have no meaning whatsoever. Um, you know, I talk to my kids about it a lot where, you know, they could sit and they could play electronics all day or, you know, we can go out and we can go fishing and we can make a memory and we can have a good time. Or, you know, maybe even just like last night, we just went on a walk together as a family. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that we really need a lot more of. And it's, it's cool 
you know, again, I love seeing Jim smile because I know how he's feeling right now about his daughter. He's so proud. And my youngest daughter, she's, she's a trooper too. Um, I'll take her fishing under any conditions here in Wyoming and she'll go. doesn't matter whether it's ice fishing and windy or, um, anything. She's up for it. She's like, let's go dad, let's go. So I, I can see the pride in your eyes and that makes me smile <laughs> because I get it. And, uh, I think this and, is, and when you, yeah, go when ahead. you hear those stories, you know, when you hear those stories, like the the first story I, we sat down, we did an interview with Jim and Katie, and I know it's happening. Katie's to the the to the uh, left of Jim, and she's looking up and just looking up at him and giving this unbelievable daughter smile to Pops, and Pops glowing. And we talked to him, and he, and the story was like, "When do you remember?" And Jim goes, "I remember it was snowing and rainy, and and Katie was a young girl, and she was out on the dock, and she just kept fishing. We told her to get in, and she just kept throwing out, and just kept fishing, and she didn't want to give up." And they just both, they're gleaming. They're just, they're both looking at each other. They're like, yeah, I remember that. That, And I remember, in that story alone, I remember that from a couple of years ago. And that was just a moment in time, but it has such an impact in life that goes down, you know, in history books. So, you know, it's really cool. And I can see Jim over there smiling. He's just got this big old grin. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. That's amazing. Ah, Yeah. Well, one thing I know is that dads are definitely proud of their, their daughters. And especially when you have that affinity for this same, you know, activity, like if, if you love hunting, you love fishing and you can do that together. There's nothing better than that. Like I, I think about, um, it was this last year, it was about this time of year. I took all four of my kids and it was, it was cold. I mean, it was 30 degrees, you know, but it was breezy. It was late, you know, it was in fall. And we went walleye fishing and each one of my kids caught master angler walleye that morning. And I mean, it was miserable, but the smiles that those kids had on their faces and my youngest daughter, the one I told you about, that's a real trooper. She caught a 28 inch walleye, you know? So, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty cool deal. And those are the memories that I guarantee you those kids will never forget. Just like this tournament for you is just such a big opportunity. And so I want to just kind of, transition over to talk about the tournament for you, Katie, and ask you some questions about, you know, what are some of the things you're doing to prepare for this big opportunity? So like Bill said, I am a nursing student, so don't have a lot of time, but in my free time, um, we've been going out and just practicing techniques that hopefully you'll use in Missouri, because it's going to be obviously different. Um, I've fished in Missouri one time. Um, my uh, brother-in-law, he was in the Air Force, and I went up and uh, my niece was born and was trying to catch a fish for this tournament, actually, and uh, never caught anything to turn in, but it was just in some ponds, so that gave me a little bit of experience, but not a lot. Um, like I said, it's going to be a lot different than fishing around here. We're going to try an A-rig while I'm down there. Never fished that before, so we've been trying to play around with that, and we'll see how that goes. So and explain what an A-rig is to everybody. Okay, I'll try my best. It's also known as an umbrella rig, and it basically emulates a um, a bunch of schoolfish, and it's got like all these different like lures on it um, to make it look like it's got a school like a school of fish. Yes, by. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, see how it goes. All right. Um, so what else are you doing in prep? So you're working on the a rig. What else are you working on? Um, we're gonna try some wacky worms while we're down there and crankbaits, and that's some stuff that I use while I'm here also. So hopefully that'll be good to go back to the basics. Like I said, just going out, 
practicing. It'll be different. Um, normally I fish with my dad and he will help me out and obviously I'm not going to have him out there. So it's a lot of thinking on your toes and seeing what's going to work. Something that I learned from the competition in uh, Idaho is it's okay to switch up if something's not working. Um, you can go back to try other things. Like you don't have to just stick to one thing. So we're just going to have to go down there and see what works. So Hall of Famer Bill, what would you give her as a suggestion um, for prep for this tournament? Well, I think she's doing a great job. The, the biggest thing I think that I would like to ask her and actually ask your listening you know, group is with what we're doing and is if everybody could picture that here's a crazy fireman in California trying to put this together and um, trying to trying to do something for the youth that will actually have impact and stuff. This couldn't have been done, what I'm doing right now, without sponsorship. And when you start putting $300,000 of prizes together from Bass Cat and Lawrence and Minkota and Hummingbird and Tackle Direct, and you, know, you can get on the website and see 30 to 40 companies that usually compete against each other come together for the youth, it's such a big, big deal. And then when you look at people, even like Jim and, and Katie and stuff, you know, my biggest thing besides getting them there is getting the support from their local community. You know, who is out there in Wyoming who could see, you know, a potential future nurse um, going after passion and fishing that would love to help support, you know, maybe getting the family out to, uh, to Missouri. Now, we do a lot of stuff on putting them up in the rooms and taking care of food and stuff, but I've seen more and more sponsors jump on board. Uh, we do have a young lady in uh, Idaho, Hannah McCalmet, that Les Schwab was blown away that they have a young lady in Idaho, and they made her, you know, that's if they're her title sponsor, and they, they're taking care of her. And she's got her first bass fishing sponsor, which is a tire company. And that's the stuff is, it's important for the, the community, Idaho, to be behind Katie because Katie is the only representative of Wyoming that's going to Missouri. And it's great advertisement. It's great press. And it's, it's just great to be behind something that has great value. And Katie brings a lot of value in the industry. And she brings a lot of value just as a person in what she's doing. And anybody that sits down for five minutes and listens to this radio show or talks to Jim and Katie they're going to see it. So my biggest thing is not only giving them the ideas and concepts to go over there and win, you know, up to $90,000. It's also putting them in a position to represent themselves in companies to support them. Cause it's just like what you're doing on your show um, for hunting and fishing, Pat, it, everything revolves around it. The industry has to back certain people and the people that do a very good job of promoting themselves and the industry it just flows better. So my biggest thing is trying to get exposure for the youth because this is a stepping stone for them to build a career off of. And Katie might be one of the most incredible Wyoming doctors out there, but on her free time, she might, she might be the next bass pro from Wyoming on her free time. And it, cause I've done it being a fireman, I've done a lot of fishing. So what we're doing is important and the backing of sponsors to the youth is probably the biggest thing that they could do right now. So I will, I always pitch this as support the youth and get off your butt and help them because you're going to be very surprised that just the little that you give, you're going to see so much in return, you know, years to come. So the secret stuff for Katie on, on winning this tournament, 
That's like the Fight Club. Katie and I are going to talk about <laughs> I don't want any of the other kids in any other state. You know, like, oh, gave her the secret stuff. So we're going we're gonna to dangle that worm out there a little bit. Katie's going to call me afterwards and say, okay, Bill, give me the 911. You know, or the 411. Uh, um, so, so that's, that's fishing and that's like anything, you know, we're going to have the secret bugle call, but uh, she's going to have, but the biggest thing, like I said, is, is always getting behind the kids and the sponsorship and the sport and um, support. And that that's for not just Katie, it's, it's for the family. And, right. and there's, it's huge. It's huge. So that's what I'm always driving for is building the future by helping the future. So I guess that brings me to my next question is how do we support you, Katie? I mean, what's, what's the best way if I, you know, if myself or one of my sponsors or whoever wants to help you out, what's the best way to do that? I mean, do we just get a hold of you or how does that work? Honestly? Uh, so yeah, I need some help getting to Missouri and if anybody listening or anybody out there wants to help me on my journey, that would be amazing. Um, if basically my dad is being my agent, so he would be the one to get into contact to and, um, yeah. We can give you our phone number and email sure. or whatever works, Patrick. For yeah, you. well, why don't you share that real quick? And okay. that way, if people want to do that, because we, like I said, we've got a pretty good reach, so you never know. Okay. Um, the phone number is 307-349-6763. 307-349-6763. Uh, a good email for both of us is jc307 at pm.me jc307 at pm.me uh we'll check our spam and things like that but we i think this is a neat opportunity for us to uh, get a chance to see who's uh, out there in the community and this is interesting too you know it's it's changed our family's life it really has the uh, first time the first tournament we got there we both looked at each other when we walked into the auditorium and where bill had everything set up and they treated us like kings and queens, not just me, but and, or not just Katie, but they treated me the same way. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel I deserved that, but it was just, it was amazing. I think her biggest takeaway from that right away was, is, you know what? It doesn't matter how I do in this tournament. I've already won. You know, just being here is winning. Oh, for and, sure. um, so I think this time it's just, it's, this is just extra gravy. And now she's, I think after her first time, I, she's a lot more driven right now. Because before it was like, oh my gosh, I made it. Now it's like, hey, I got a chance to do something here. So I think it's really energized her to, you know, she's going to put it down. You know, she's not going to hold anything back. And, you know, there's no reason she can't go down there and bust a, you know, a six, seven pound largemouth and win the competition. There's no reason she can't. Yeah. She's very capable. And I want to throw that in there too. The cool thing about Patrick and everything is Katie's going to go down the way this tournament is configured in Missouri is these kids get to go fish for eight hours. It's a one fish tournament. They get to keep swinging and just keep catching fish and they keep the biggest one in the box and the largest fish wins the tournament. But everybody else from second to 54th place, there's still 260,000 in prizes. Like it's incredible sponsorship. I want to throw this out to ideas because we you know we do have other girls and surprisingly they're doing so many crazy things i don't know if you guys have tackle shops around your area and stuff but they're doing raffles where they're they're putting apples and doing stuff and building funding because we have families this is how crazy it is 
is we try to do everything we can for, because I don't have, a ton, if I had all the money in the world, I mean, everything would be paid for. It's not even a question, but I'm just, you know, this Bodunk guy down here in California with a crazy idea. But it, this event is so impactful, like the family, like Jim's saying, we have families that when their kid, their 13 year old son won in Kansas, Casey Cobbs, and the mom keeps calling me at 12 o'clock midnight, my time to see if the tournament's over so they could throw a party for the kid. And then next thing you know, they're not one people, you know, one parent coming, two parents, the grandparents coming, the friends are coming. We have eight to 10 to 12 family members coming across the U S to converge over there in Missouri to be a part of this life changing thing. So when you, when you start looking at the funding and stuff, even raffles and or sponsorships like rod and reel and wine stuff that would cost extra out of their pocket. If Katie goes there and she throws out a, a rod and reel combination with wine on it and catches a fish that's worth $90,000, that's press. That's, that's huge, you know, reward or return of investment. So just want to throw a couple ideas out there to your listeners that, you know, it could be funding would be huge because that helps get the family out there so they could all be a part of it. But there's also product and gear and stuff like that as well. And uh, just remember, if she's out there fishing and she comes back and then she wants to go hunting, she gets nice, you know, rain suit and stuff. She's going to be hunting with her sister and her dad because she shoots better than her dad. That's what I heard. Um, <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's just there's so many opportunities in the, in this across the board so i had to just throw that out there sorry for cutting you off jim well, you'll I, take care of me Missouri. <laughs> yes sir you know i will i think uh, <laughs> i think somebody that's out there listening right now be going okay well what do you need to what would you need financing or money for and i think that's a very good question i think it's the transportation rental car yeah. food those kinds of things shipping the, the equipment um, on an aircraft, um, you know, and then we, Katie's really excited about this a rig, but unfortunately that's probably one of the most expensive things out there other than maybe one of Bill's signed, you know, <laughs> signed lures <laughs> that I'm hoping to get someday. But anyway, hint, hint. Um, hint, hint. and, uh, um, but an a rig, uh, just a standard a rig, uh, some of them, when they're completely set up and with all their you know, jig heads and, you know, soft plastics and stuff on them, they could be $50 a piece. And so we want to make sure that she's prepared when she gets there. If she finds something that's successful, she can stick with that pattern um, and then have some other options. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty expensive ordeal to try and change her tactics and things right now. But, you know, you know, she's going to go her biggest thing. And I, we've talked about this a lot. You know, she's going to represent Wyoming. She's going to represent the college. She's going to represent her family, herself, and uh, anybody that's willing to stand up behind her. You know, she's going to do it in a way that, you know, with integrity and honesty and um, she'll make you proud. Yeah. And I, I can tell like you're, you're a go-getter. I mean, if, if you made it into the CWC nursing program, that says enough right there for me, but, um, Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's, it is, uh, it's a great opportunity. And so since we're talking about sponsors, I'm going to take a quick break and talk about PK Lures, who's one of our sponsors and maybe we should talk to them. Um, so PK Lures sponsors this podcast and, uh, I've been friends with Pat O'Grady for a really long time. He's a great lure designer and um, you know, they have a lot of great stuff right now that I'm using because it's fall 
and it's mainly for walleyes and um, if you're a walleye fisherman out there or bass fisherman for that matter um, his jigging spoons catch bass believe me um, just look at some of the fish they catch out of lake fork on that flutter fish um, but anyway if you haven't been to pklure.com you haven't checked them out you should definitely go do that they've got a whole range of options again mainly walleye but you can catch trout you can catch bass you can catch all kinds of different things on these things right now what i'm using primarily the three-eighths to half ounce flutter fish to catch um, walleye because they are very susceptible to jigging spoons this time of year it is the time here in wyoming where the emerald shiners get going so it is uh it's a lot of fun Uh, i'll just say that this time of year so if you haven't done that uh, go to pklure.com check out the flutter fish check out the pk spoon the pk spoon has a little bit faster drop Um, And both come in handy if you need a slower drop sometimes or a faster drop. So go check them out, pklure.com. But yeah, Katie, I think the sponsorship thing is a big deal. People forget how expensive fishing equipment is. I know because I really like muskies and musky equipment is really expensive. Um, But, you know, bass fishing stuff too. I mean, you look at just your over-the-counter crankbait, you know, that you get at the store, you're looking at between 8 and 15, 16 bucks, you know, and the, the, it can range way higher than that. But I think that's important to support you that way. I think the other way that people can support you is spreading the word too. And so I would encourage everybody who's listening to this podcast, share it out. You know, I'm going to have information in the show notes on how to support Katie and her endeavor. So share that out to your friends, you know, say, hey, why don't we see if we can jump on board with this? You know, if you're a fishing company out there, you know, maybe you're just a retailer for like a tire shop, like, you know, Bill was talking about, you know, and you want to get your name out there on the national stage, this is a good way to do it. Um, but I kind of want to go back to this point, you know, we were, we started this podcast a year and a half, two years ago, I guess it's almost been two years, it'll be two years here in another month. But the main focus was all about family. And it was about recruiting the next generation. And so I sent you a questionnaire prior to the podcast just to kind of get a feel for you. Um, But, you know, tell me, what do you think the biggest challenge is, Katie, for the upcoming, you know, generation of fishing? And what do we need to do to inspire that? I think there is a lot of new, like, generations coming up that aren't so into the outdoors and fishing and hunting. And it's just sad to see because it's just something that's so big in my life and I just love it and I want to pass it on. So I think a good way to get more people out and all that is just, if you know someone, invite them out. Like if like give them the opportunity to go out, even if it's a kid, an adult, it doesn't matter. Just give them the opportunity to go out and just try to help them get out there. I mean, they might not have that opportunity unless you provide it to them. So I think that's a good way, like just to get anyone out. Yeah. Not everybody has a dad like yours. That's going to, you know, take them out fishing. And, And that's the thing that I think we're missing a lot of times is we expect everybody to be a traditional angler and hunter that they were raised that way that they all know and understand. Because like I know in Wyoming, we assume that we make that assumption. It's like, Oh, you grew up in Wyoming. You must hunt and fish. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And, you know, I've met a lot of people and we've had a few on this podcast where they're in their forties and fifties and they're females and they're starting to hunt or they're starting to fish or they're starting to do climbing or whatever it might be. I think you're right on. Like you, you just need to be willing to grab somebody by the hand and mentor them along and say, Hey, let's go fishing. Let's go hunting. Let's go hiking. Let's go do something. 
um, get them outside and enjoy this wonderful place that we have. I mean, God gave us this amazing country and there's just so many opportunities. And so it's really exciting, you know, hearing you say that, because I think if we just had each one of us went and found one other person and we introduced that person to fishing or hunting or whatever it is that can change the world. Kind of like Bill was saying, like it happens one person at a time, the fishing industry will continue on as long as we do that. And I think, you know, when we had Al on Alander, he talked about also the importance when you take somebody fishing, how important it is for them to get bit, like take them somewhere where they're going to catch something, you know, make it a fun experience. You can always get into those more difficult trips later. Like for me, golden trout, you know, something like that. That's a little tougher, you know, that's not what you want to take the first time angler on is a golden trout trip. So, but Keeping those things in mind and, and, and having that mentorship is a big deal. And another thing I wanted to ask you about, because you are a Wyoming girl and you, you've grown up here, is one of the things we base our show around, and we'll get to the sponsor in a minute, is the the food side. I'm, I'm a big fan of food. Oh. Um, everybody knows that. That's been around me. I love to cook. Um, what is your favorite, like if you had to pick a favorite meal that you could go out and procure yourself, you know, some kind of animal, what would you eat? And how would you prepare it? Um, honestly, uh, my sister, she shot a Nuncrocket moose a couple years back. And that was probably the best uh, wild game meat that I've ever had. So I would probably say moose. Um, I've personally never shot one, but that is definitely on my bucket list. Um, and I definitely think anything that's cooked over the campfire tastes better. So <laughs> that's how I would cook it is on the campfire. I agree with that. One of my favorites is a brookie. You yeah. Catch a brook trout up at high elevation and have it over a campfire. That's pretty hard to beat. So um, so our last sponsor that I'm going to talk about is High Mountain Seasonings, which is based right here out of Riverton. Um, Hans and the crew over there, I know they're very busy right now because it is hunting season and they're going crazy, but uh, they make some of the best stuff out there. And it doesn't matter whether you're grilling steaks, you know, if you've got beef steaks, yeah, you can buy high, high mountain seasonings for that. If you're making jerky, you can do that. Or like me, you can get their fish brine, smoke up a bunch of nice trout, you know, and have that in your freezer for the winter time. Cause we love our smoked trout. So, um, you can go to, uh, jerky.com again, jerky.com. Uh, check out everything that they have. They have a whole bunch of kits. It's really simple. They have all the instructions inside the box. It's easy enough. I can do it. So it must be really easy. So get out there, check them out and definitely tell them that we sent you. But, uh, that's another person you could talk to is high mountain. Um, so just to wrap up, um, you know, I'm very excited for you guys and, you know, it's, it's really cool to see these opportunities. It's great that somebody like Bill just said, you know, we got to do this and give opportunities. Cause I can tell you, I was that kid that grew up. I didn't have a boat, you know, I was shore fishing everywhere that I could. I didn't have those opportunities like some of the other kids. And so to hear that there is something like that and something that you're involved in, it just makes me super excited for you. So 
Um, any last thoughts on the tournament or anything you want to talk about here to, to wrap us up? Yeah, I have a couple thank yous. So I want to thank you, Patrick, and your other host, David, for having me on today. And I'm going to include Radcast Outdoors and Bow Spider on my jersey and all the advertisements. Um, I also want to thank Bill for creating this competition and also everything he does behind the scenes, his time, dedication, and hard work he puts into it to make it possible because it definitely wouldn't happen without him. I also want to thank Central Wyoming College, where I currently go they did a feature story on me and i've gotten some positive feedback and a sponsor because of that i also want to thank my family for supporting my fishing dreams and my dad who gave me the love of fishing and i also want to thank god for the opportunity for all of us to be here i'm going to do my best to represent the state of wyoming big bass zone junior championship central wyoming college radcast outdoors bow spider and my family during this competition and i want to thank all of you for all the support and that means the world to me wow that was well said (laughs) (laughs) that was better than most of the pros i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) she got that down that's a drop the mic moment again i like it (laughs) she just threw the mic on the ground yeah And yeah, I, I want to say thank you to all of you for one, taking time out of your day to be on the show. Uh, Bill, thanks for taking the time to call in and, uh, and be a part of this and be a part of this journey. And, and, to, and you are playing a big role in a number of kids' lives. And I think that that is something that's just awesome. And we need to see more of that. So thank you for doing that. Well, it's, like I said, it's like what Katie was bringing up. You just got to give one person opportunity. That's all we're trying to do. And uh, it's, it's up to them to take that opportunity. So it's showing itself. Absolutely. And, uh, when you do get that itch to come out to Wyoming to fish with all of us, uh, let us know and we'll take you to the secret spots. Sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) You're in the fight club. As long as as you don't talk about fight club, we'll be fine. (laughs) Done. It's, it's great to have you on and, uh, thank you all again so much for being on the show. Um, we're going to wrap it up for now. Um, but I want to say if any of you want to get more Radcast Outdoors content, again, go to radcastoutdoors.com. We will have the show notes and we'll have information on how you can get involved. So until next time, 